0: Nights at Freddy's started out as a simple idea and quickly grew into some sort of complicated monster to which the fans have been trying to study and learn about for 9 whole years. Each game that came out was meant to help clarify and add things to the overall hidden story of the games, but things just sort of became more confusing. However, there are concrete moments and things that can help us put the puzzle pieces together. Today, I will be sharing my own personal interpretation of the Five Nights at Freddy's storyline. Welcome to Strange Ride, where I tell the smartest man I know the weirdest things I know. My name is Savannah Verrett, and I will be your guide today. But you're not the only ones going on this ride. I have my other FNAF experts here with me. Brianna Literal, Hello, everybody. Evangeline Olson. Hello. And Neil Sigmund?
1: Sigmund, yes. Is that how you
0: say it?
2: Uh, Sigmund is typically how people say it, or else they get it wrong. let
0: see, I say Siegeman. I'm not just pulling random kids off the street to be a part of this. I just don't, I always mispronounce Neil's name, and I'm sorry. What can you do? <laughs> um, and then, of course, we have the smartest man I know, Rob C. Thompson of Occult Confessions fame.
3: Yeah, this is, I don't, I feel like I'm on a different planet here. <laughs> What's about to happen to me?
0: you hung in there for our first i did well because i
3: actually played it but now we're not talking about gameplay anymore we're talking about lore
0: no but 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 you i feel like you'll i think you're not giving yourself enough credit it's not i believe i don't hear
3: that enough in my life
0: (laughs) 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 oh the smartest man i know isn't giving himself enough credit (laughs) So
3: yes stroke my ego some more
0: (laughs) I know. I need you to keep paying for the podcast. So. <laughs> <laughs> Your bills
3: are paid for the year, so you're good.
0: Um, so I am going to stroke my own ego here. I believe that I have taken the Five Nights at Freddy's story and distilled it down to a palatable story (laughs) because the thing is with this series is that you can just get so lost in all of the details that you lose sight of the bigger picture so I took a long time actually to kind of take the important details and draw attention to those and kind of leave out the ones that you don't necessarily need
3: and this is becoming like part of the zeitgeist because we have this movie coming out now yes so it's sort of like a topic that people may want to to get brushed up on but in the event that you're like i don't i can't do this we did give you a gremlins episode this month yes. so you can go ahead my 80s kids and, and go hang out over there with the gremlins episode but uh th- this is th- the kids are going to be talking about the five nights of freddy's with oh, yeah. the movie coming out so you might want to learn a little something about what's going on there
0: and, and- see it I think that this will be a good like if you don't know anything about Five Nights at Freddy's I think that this will help you at least be prepared for what the movie could potentially be about however I do want to say before we get into all this that uh, Five Nights at Freddy's is notorious now for having different not universes but different canons. so it's all under one canon meaning that like things will happen in the games and that's canon, but then also there's a book series, and what happens in the book series is canon, but it's different continuities. So the stories that happen in the games are separate from the stories that happen in the books.
3: Let me say Legend of Zelda one more time.
0: But does this make sense? It what It does, I'm saying? except
3: that those are all games, but yeah, they just create different timelines so like make yeah, sense. Yeah, but it's not
0: even really, it's so weird.
4: It's, even time it's time not lines. even timeline,
3: it's not even timeline, it's like lines. set in
0: the same universe, but the But the things that happen in the book don't necessarily happen in the story of the games.
3: So you're just supposed to, like, say whatever? What's the logic? uh It's Just like an alternate universe? It's
0: sort of like Scott being like, I need to get this lore point across, but I can't just put it directly in this video game because this event doesn't happen in the video game. So I'm going to have this weird event happen, such as, like, a kid traveling through, like, a time-traveling ball pit who witnesses the first group of children get murdered.
3: Okay, but so where are we at with you? What are you doing? Are you be doing the books or are you doing... Oh,
0: the... I'm doing the games. I'm right. doing the game continuity. So we're not so worried about the... Put the books away. The books Close
3: help... your book. No more reading, kids. <laughs> Play books... you some video games.
0: Yes. Well, and the books actually help inform a lot of the things that we learn, but... Or um, that I will be talking about. But, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's already on so media. All hard. right, all
3: right, all right. Let's, let's pledge it out, man. I, I solemnly commit, commit myself to, to keep, keep my, my hands, hands, arms, feet, and legs inside, inside the vehicle, vehicle at all
0: times, times while on while this on strange ride. ride. Without getting too bogged down by the details like I'm already doing, um, I think the best way to share the story of Five Nights at Freddy's is um, to just tell it as a story, not listing out all these miniscule details. I'm just going to tell it as a story and the way that I see it. And um and I won't be stopping to say like we know this because of this game in this moment or at least not constantly. And if you guys have something horribly wrong with what I'm about to say, feel free to stop me and be like, What are you talking about? But I think that uh my friends here are going to be on the same page as me and strange riders, you can angrily write in the comments, but I will be going over my hot takes. <laughs>
4: I agree with your hot takes, though. Like, we've been over it. I, I agree with your hot takes. We topics. literally
0: did the Charlie Day meme we where did. like we were writing out the timeline. I and were was like, standing there like, weird. okay, yes, we got this. And this <laughs> can't happen because it is happening. You're so. also
3: a podcaster now, Savannah. You're not in YouTube land. There are no comments on the episode. Oh.
0: I am talking like a pod- <laughs> Yeah, you like don't have to worry YouTuber? about the comments.
3: You can write us a nasty review, but you'll look a little silly if you're just talking about this one topic.
0: You can write to me on Discord. People write to there me all go. the time on Discord. Get some of that in on our Discord. Occult Confessions You're gonna Discord. You're going to have to
3: join the OC Discord. Yeah. That's what we're trying to say.
0: So I think part of the issue with the series nowadays is fans get too caught up in all the little details, uh, um, and you stop looking at the larger picture as a whole. So as the be- most beloved Five Nights at Freddy's character, Mr. Hippo, says...
4: <laughs> sometimes, uh, you know, sometimes a story is just a story. You try to read into every little thing and find meaning in everything anyone says, you'll just drive yourself crazy. Had a friend do it once. Wasn't pretty.
0: Okay, so here is FNAF according to Savannah. So our story begins with a man named Henry Emily and his young daughter Charlotte. He is a genius inventor, constantly making up toys for his daughter to try and keep her happy. Um, And along the way, he decides to open up Fred Bear's Family Diner, a nice place for kids to come play games, eat pizza, and watch animatronic characters dance and sing on a stage. Business wasn't booming, but the people who did go to this tiny little mom-and-pop shop loved it and the characters. Uh, And then this is when we meet our next major character... William Afton another impressive inventor and owner of Afton Robotics he catches wind of Fredbear's and likes the idea he sees potential in it and dollar signs so he creates his own version of the restaurant featuring the mediocre melodies at which features a one Mr. Ned Bear who looked a little bit too much like Freddy Fazbear but not enough to do anything about it With a bigger budget and more animatronics to put on a bigger show, Fred Bears couldn't keep up with the competition and was going to close down. But William, being the smart businessman that he is, came to Henry and offered to become business partners. They would run Fazbear Entertainment together, Henry being the more creative and ideas man and William more so running the business side of things. Henry accepted, and from there, Fazbear Entertainment became a hit.
3: So there's a bit of Chuck E. Cheese in this, isn't there, that there were two franchises that became one?
0: Yes. Oh, yes. Um, this is relatively new knowledge that we have acquired uh, from uh, from the books. <laughs> it's, yep. There's a fine line in this series between getting lore from the books and lore from the games and understanding when they're separate from one another and understanding when they actually have something to do with one another. It's It's a lot. <laughs> but, so... But I, I do think that Scott took a lot of inspiration from I mean, obviously the first game was heavily based off of Chuck E. Cheese. Like it's a Chuck E. Cheese ripoff. And um, so I think that as he started to develop the story more, he took a lot of inspiration from actual historical Chuck E. Cheese. Charles Entertainment Cheese, I like to say. Mm. That's his full name, by oh, the way, I guys. Know. <laughs> Things seemed to be looking up for the two men. Their company was doing great, their characters were loved, their friendship was thriving, and they both had a family who they loved dearly. William Afton, having a wife and three children, two boys, and then their youngest being their beloved daughter Elizabeth. Henry might have just had Charlotte, and no mention of a wife, so I'm assuming that she's dead. But they were each other's worlds. And Henry did, however, feel guilty that he wasn't able to spend as much time as he wanted to with Charlotte, and being the creative inventor that he is, he found a robotic solution to that. Maybe not the best parenting idea, but I think that's sort of a fault throughout all of the Five Nights at Freddy's, is that the parents just are not great at being parents. There are (laughs) no good parents in this game. You (laughs) will not find any in this this So. What he did is he made Charlotte her own animatronic that had what Henry called the mimic program inside of it. So the animatronic learned from the little girl and was soon able to mimic being another little girl. And the two became fast friends. So now Henry didn't need to feel so guilty that he was leaving Charlotte alone because she wasn't alone. She had an animatronic that could take care of her while also being her friend. And um, so the two men worked very closely together. And soon both Henry and William noticed that the metal that they would use to build their toys and their animatronics would act strangely when near kids while having their extreme emotional outburst. So it's almost as if the toys and especially Charlotte's animatronic were alive. Like especially the mimic program was really good at mimicking being alive. But after Charlotte spending so much time with it and, you know, kids have... The strongest emotions there are like every emotion is a strong emotion with them that it seemed to give energy and life to these animatronics in a way that William and after uh, William and Henry were both like this is weird and I want to experiment with this so Henry being like I will Henry saying I want to experiment with this is like let's make more toys let's make more animatronics (laughs) William however is like okay, so if happy and sad emotions can make this animatronic seem more alive, what happens when we inject it with a stronger emotion, such as fear and agony? And, well, (laughs) Mm. that's what he decides he wants to do. So William, uh, William Afton, he starts his own sister location to Freddy Fazbear's. Circus Baby's Pizza World. Uh, This is... This one is circus-themed and featured the fun-time animatronics, so you see your old pals Freddy, Chica, and Foxy in their new forms, but the headliner was a blue-eyed clown named Baby. Although their appearances were cute and harmless, they were, in fact, very deadly. They were designed with the idea to lure and kidnap slash kill children to see how their essences affected the metal and the animatronics inside of it.
2: How was this good for business?
0: It wasn't. It was for science, which you don't care about business for science, right? (laughs) The day that Circus Babies opened, William brought his kids and the place was packed. Children seemed to be loving the new and improved animatronics, but no one loved Baby more than William's daughter, Elizabeth. She begged and pleaded to go play with her, but William forbade it. Uh, While William was distracted taking care of something in his newly opened restaurant, Elizabeth snuck away and found herself standing before Baby all by herself.
5: Something happened when there was one, a little girl, standing by herself. I was no longer myself, and I stopped singing. My stomach opened, and there was ice cream. I couldn't move, at least not until she stepped closer. There was screaming for a moment, but only for a moment.
0: William's own daughter was the first victim of his horrible experiment. Once this was discovered, uh, they closed the restaurant permanently, saying that it was due to gas leaks in the building. It was only open for one day. William managed to pull his daughter's mangled corpse out of the animatronic, and in an attempt to hide what he had done, he buried her in the woods behind his house. Close enough that he could visit her from time to time... Time to time, but not a proper burial because no one could know how she was killed. (laughs) How does he explain that one of the animatronics I made killed her because I designed it to kill children? Um, (laughs) William had a special workshop underneath of his home that he, throughout the years, started to make more and more intense. And he had all the fun fun time animatronics moved there. And uh, things from this moment forward would never be the same. William became distant. He would hide inside of his workshop for hours, working on projects and different animatronics, almost as if he was trying to find a way to bring Elizabeth back to life. His wife left, leaving the two boys to pack, pra- basically fend for themselves, Michael Afton being the older brother who had to take care of the younger one. Now, we will call the younger one Crying Child because uh, he doesn't have a name. <laughs> we- Scott has never given us this poor child's name.
3: His name is Afton.
0: Yeah, crying child Afton. C. Cry- Afton. Okay. Mm, C. Afton. Is that C.
3: I. C. I. Or just are we just going C. C. Just keeping it simple.
0: I put it keep, keep it simple, stupid. I just put two big C's on my script. So the two boys grew up. Their entire lives revolving around the Fazbear Entertainment and the companies. And so they were fans, but especially the crying child. I mean, like, it's like if your dad owned Chuck E. Cheese and you would go to Chuck E. Cheese every day after school. And now all of a sudden your dad is like, you can't go there anymore. And then on top of that, he's telling you you can't go to, like, your favorite place in the entire world. He's also, like, locking himself in his workshop and doesn't come out for most of the day. And when he does come out, he goes to a bar and just drinks. And you don't have a mom anymore, so your older brother has to take care of you. Who isn't that much older than you? Um, Crying Child had a reason to be crying all the time, I think. But because they only lived like a block or two away from Fredbear's, the Crying Child would sneak away and uh, run back to his favorite place while his father was either out drinking or uh, locked away in his workshop. So William noticed that he was doing that and was pissed. He was like, I don't want my kids near these animatronics. I'm not going to lose any more kids to animatronics. Parenting of the year. This is how he decides to um, keep his son from going to his favorite place. At Fredbear's, there were these special animatronic suits that Henry invented called springlock suits. And so that meant that They were animatronics, but there were springs inside of them that you could like crank with a key and it would pull the springs back enough so that a human being could slip inside of it and wear the animatronic like a costume. And so what William decides to do is he takes his favorite character, Bonnie, who is not purple or blue or whatever, because like that's a controversy is if he's purple or blue. Apparently the movie confirms that he's blue, but the movie isn't out yet. (laughs) so i don't know (laughs) it's not lore (laughs) yeah it's not official yet not till the movie's out people um (laughs) so springlock bonnie is a yellow version of the bonnie character um he would take that sneak it out at night and he would put on the animatronic suit and stand outside of his son's window at night staring inside of it and it would of course terrify the child because he's like why is this animatronic here and why is it staring inside of my bedroom um but the, he wasn't able to do this every single night so the nights that he wasn't doing that the crying child would run off to his favorite restaurant <laughs> cuz he's like i don't think the animatronics trying to kill me but it is weird that it's hanging outside of my window every night uh <laughs> and of course this uh only made William angrier.
2: Question is: Is this this is how we get Michael? Don't leave me here, right? Is, isn't that right?
0: Michael, don't leave me here.
2: Yes, I've I've heard that somewhere. I know it's FNAF related. I know it's.
0: That's another thing with FNAF. There's a lot of FNAF fan games out oh, there, no. yeah. so it's possible stray. that it could have been <laughs> you were lied to. It's possible that what you're referencing is not Can. part of the FNAF FNAF canon. I. I know pretty much everything that William Afton says, and I can't remember him saying something like that. But also, William Afton's like I like him a lot. He's a really interesting, well, relatively interesting character. <laughs> I think some of the lore that Scott adds on, like this, uh, makes him way weirder yeah. <laughs> and less scary. Just weird. He's um, a wacky dad. <laughs> like why are you standing outside of his window
2: hey son don't go to my place of work (laughs) don't do it i'm just gonna stand here all night make (laughs) sure you go to bed stare
0: at you it's so weird and i guess to be fair that part i'll go out of the way and say is a lot of speculation on my end but nothing else to me makes sense i I agree with you it's weird, but...
4: It, it makes no other sense. Yeah, Because I can also see him, before he takes his next extreme stance with it, that's kind of his, like, maybe this will scare him out of it, even though it's... I feel like from the kid's perspective, it's like, why would this scare me? Because, like, it's my friends visiting me.
0: Yeah, that too. And
4: then that's why the next extreme that you will explain in a little
0: bit has to happen. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So... Henry noticed the shift in William, that he was distancing himself, um, that he was distancing himself, and that he was also angrier and didn't seem to care about the restaurant at all anymore. So he, of course, also noticed that Elizabeth had suddenly gone missing. So in order to keep the other children safe, but most importantly, Charlotte, he invented a new type of animatronic, he being Henry, just to clarify, Um, he called this the security puppet. So it's a marionette. Honestly, very creepy looking thing. Um, And it was on strings and it like had a basically a grid above the restaurant that it was able to like fly around the restaurant with. And it had um, every child had a color coded bracelet and a security puppet was like designated to watch this kid and make sure that it didn't like leave the building or that it wasn't unattended one night after spending all day in his workshop william finally leaves to go to the bar to drink and to eventually head to fredbears and grab his yellow spring bonnie costume to keep his son from going back yet again however when he finally got to fredbears it had started to pour rain and this was a wrinkle in his plan the spring locks were totally safe except for when they weren't um but they were especially not safe if they got wet, because this would cause the locks that were holding the mechanics in place to fail. And if somebody was inside of the costume when the spring locks failed, it would pierce the person inside and kill them, like, like skewer them inside of this costume. Just as William was about to go back home, he noticed a little girl standing outside of the restaurant, all alone in the rain. It was Charlotte, Henry's daughter. It appeared that some other kids had locked her out of the building as a cruel prank, and now she was stuck outside all alone. And suddenly William thought to himself, maybe I didn't come here for nothing. He gets out of his car and approaches the little girl. All of his memories, guilt, and anger about the loss of his daughter and the jealousy of Henry still having his came rushing to him, and right there outside of the restaurant, he took it out on Charlotte. He killed her and left her body on the side of the building out in the open for anyone passing by to see. He then jumped in his car and went speeding home. When he gets home, he finds that his son, the crying child, has in fact run off to that place again and vows that he'll be sorry when he gets home. However, crying child was already sorry as he walked to his favorite place and passed the side of it uh, side of the building. he saw something that would scar him forever. He saw the dead body of Charlotte or Charlie is her nickname um a little girl that he had known all of his life and grew up with, and then on top of that, he saw the security puppet lying practically on top of her, malfunctioning from the rain, so it's as if the the security puppet managed to get outside noticed she was outside crawled to her but because it was raining the rain was like ruining it and it broke down as it like finally reached her so it was like basically laying down on top of her um and so this is where everything else would begin to slowly fall apart henry was of course devastated he took a step back from working at fred bears and now had an animatronic living in his house that was meant to act like his daughter so he couldn't take it he henry took the animatronic to an old warehouse of his and destroyed the thing he beat it, taking out all of his emotions on it. All of the sadness, anger, and agony was poured into it, and when Henry had finally let it all out, he left the animatronic there to rot. While Henry was grieving, William had stepped up and was back at Fredbear's to help work and to keep an eye on his children. At this point, Crying Child didn't want to go back to Fredbear's. He still loved the characters, but he saw a friend of his literally dead outside of it, and this had all the other kids in the neighborhood spreading rumors that only made it harder for the crying child to sleep. They were saying that the animatronics come to life at night and that they're the ones that killed the little girl and they'll come for you too. This horrible phobia that was growing wasn't being helped by the now rampant, incredibly real-feeling nightmares that he was having. At night, it would seem like all of his favorite characters, but creepier, twisted versions of them would come and try to kill him in the night. He had a golden Fredbear toy that was his favorite and he took everywhere with him. And then this toy was very special to him because it was one of a kind. It was given to him and invented by his father, and it could talk to him. So he'd have a golden Fredbear plush talking to him all the time, being like, oh, you can't go back to the restaurant. Like, don't you remember what you saw? You need to get away from the animatronics. Um, Very convenient, I think. (laughs) Not long after Charlotte's death was the crying child's birthday, and of course they would be having it at Fred Bear's Family Diner, his used-to-be favorite place in the world. Um, when he was there, he was so overwhelmed and panicked that something terrible was going to happen to him. He couldn't do anything but curl up in a ball and cry. Michael, his older brother, was frustrated with him. He was basically raising his brother as a child as well, and in a moment of childish cruelty, Michael came up with the hilarious idea, and he had his friends join him in picking up his crying brother and dragging him towards the animatronics on the stage. Why don't we help him get a closer look? He will love it. Taking him to the stage wasn't enough. His brother begging and screaming to be let go wasn't enough. All of Michael's pent-up anger came out in this moment, and he wanted to see his brother, who he perceived as the reason for all of his problems, to suffer. Hey guys, I think the little man He said he wants to give Fred Bear a big kiss. The boys lift up the crying child and put the child's head in the animatronic bear's mouth, but before they even have a chance to point and laugh, the animatronic moves to talk and crunches down on the boy's head, squishing his skull. The crying child is rushed to the hospital, but it is too late too much damage had been done as he is fading away in the hospital he hears his brother say i'm sorry and one last familiar voice saying
6: i will put you back together you know it's amazing how long somebody can survive without the frontal lobe
0: yes is that the bite of 87 it's not the bite of 87 it's the bite of 83 correct yes. that is <laughs> but still uh, he did not li- this at least this child did not live very long without a frontal lobe
3: all right, so we're this far in, but none of the animatronics are really killing people.
0: Nope. Not yet. One did. One did.
3: But the others are pretty harmless. It's yep. just the inventors who are murdering yeah. people yeah. for oh, fun. Yeah. Well,
0: just the one. Just the just one inventor. The one. So we
3: haven't reached game one yet. Nope. Fair enough.
0: <laughs> Rob, yes. <laughs> well, we've technically reached game four, which is what I believe is the first game in the timeline. Do you remember I talked about that game with the kid? You play as the crying child in that one, supposedly. Um, so not long after that, Fredbear's Family Diner was shut down. Um, this was not the end for Fazbear Entertainment. They still had many other restaurants and spinoffs, but the it was the end of the original restaurant that started it all. So while cataloging and moving different things from Fred Bears to newer and bigger locations, William noticed something strange. The security puppet that they had found lying on top of Charlotte's body had some new markings on it. So the puppet had a ma- has a mask where it's basically like it, it almost looks like a creature wearing a black morph suit and then like a white mask over its face. And um, it, it was just a plain, clear white mask. But now it seemed to have like purple streaking down from its eyes, almost as if it looked like it was crying. And William knew that that was not the way it used to look. And it also started acting strangely as if it had a mind of its own. And so this made William curious. So he went back to his workshop and he decided to pay a visit to Baby, an animatronic that he had had avoided since Elizabeth had died. He took a close look at her and noticed that her eyes had changed color. Instead of the blue eyes that he built her with, they were now a bright green, the same color green as Elizabeth's. Uh, Could this be connected to his daughter and the puppet to Henry's daughter? He had to see if it was true. So William secluded himself in his workshop again and began scheming ways to test this theory and to try and rebuild his family. Henry started to distance uh, the company away from William. So Henry had had suspicions of his, suspicions of William's involvement in Charlotte's death, and now two of William's children were dead. Chil- children were dead. So William, or er, started out this uh, series with three children. He now only has one. And he also had a wife. No wife any- anymore. <laughs> Henry thought that it would be for the best if William had little to do with Fazbear Entertainment now. And learning this, William saw just how alone he truly was. He had lost everything his job, his wife, his children, and now even his pride. He was the reason that Fazbear even still existed. And now Henry thinks he can just cast William out. There was no way that was going to happen. And like I said, Michael was still alive, is still alive uh and living with his father but it did nothing to help the state that william was in william blamed michael for what happened to the crying child and practically disowned him um they would live in the same house but they wouldn't speak michael would try but william would just lock himself in his workshop and rarely come out a new Freddy's Fazbear's pizzeria opened and william saw this as a perfect opportunity to experiment with dead children but to most importantly get revenge
4: that's never something you want to hear. <laughs> took this opportunity to experiment with dead children.
0: <laughs> That's what this series is all about, baby.
4: Love these games that are played by children.
0: He snuck into the restaurant and found his old friend the yellow Bonnie spring suit. He put it on. He would then, as Bonnie, lure five unsuspecting children into the back of the pizzeria one by one and kill them. He then placed each of the five children into the animatronic suits in order to avoid having to sneak the dead bodies out of the pizzeria and to see if the animatronics would begin acting strangely as the puppet and circus baby did. Freddy, Bonnie, Chica, Foxy, and Fredbear, or Golden Freddy, now had dead children rotting inside of them. Of course, the children were reported missing, and William was actually apprehended as the suspect in the missing children's incident. However, the police couldn't find the bodies of the children and had no proof that William was actually involved. The only evidence that they had was a video of a yellow Bonnie character luring the children into the back room and them never being seen again. So William was released and no charges were made against him. The restaurant was closed down and left to rot for a few years, but around comes 1987 and the new and improved Freddy's Fazbear's Pizza opens with brand new animatronics that don't reek of death and have a top-notch security system.
6: Uh, hello, 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 uh, hello and welcome to your new summer job at the new and improved Freddy Fazbear's Pizza.
0: These animatronics are of your favorite characters, but are much more cutesy and made of plastic. They are called the Toy Animatronics, and they have a special facial recognition software that can identify criminals and can protect children if need be.
6: They've spent a small fortune on these new animatronics. Uh, Facial recognition, advanced mobility, they even let them walk around during the day. Isn't that neat?
0: However, not long after this restaurant opens, William reappears again. He gets hired on as a security guard and messes with the animatronics' facial recognition software, making them aggressive towards employees.
6: Uh, just as a side note, though, try to avoid eye contact with any of the animatronics tonight if you can. Someone may have tampered with their facial recognition systems. We're not sure, but the characters have been acting very unusual, almost aggressive towards the staff.
0: He then dons a yellow bonnie suit once more and kills five more children by once again luring them into the back room one by one. The
6: place is closed down, uh, at least for a while. Someone used one of the suits. We had a spare in the back, a yellow one. Somebody used it, and now none of them are acting right.
0: This time, instead of hiding them in animatronics, he just leaves their bodies out in the open to be found. And the restaurant quickly closes to investigate all employees, but not before one last incident could happen. The Bite of 87. So this is (laughs) sort of infamous in Five Nights at Freddy's. Like, the Bite of 87 is even mentioned in the first game. What I personally believe, and I think most people believe, is that the security guard that you play as in Five Nights at Freddy's 2 is the victim of the bite of 87 that you get a phone call from phone guy and he's like, Hey, like the restaurant's being shut down, but we have one more party tomorrow. Like I need you to go there and be on the security for that party. And the animatronics are acting really weird. So stand really, really close to the animatronics. That way they don't mess with any of the kids or the adults. And then it's implied that like the animatronics attacked him because they didn't like the security guards because they saw William as a security guard killing children William once again gets away with the murder of five more children and that pizzeria is shut down so William's kill count at the moment is 12
4: 12 if you count his daughter yeah
0: <laughs> 12 Wait. if you count his
7: daughter I I don't remember that there was five of their children who yeah. are these
0: children yeah well I don't Does know it, the is names is it ever specified I don't think so the names of the first children are it's Susie Fritz Gabriel yeah. Jeremy Cassidy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know if the second group was ever given names. But oh, okay. Okay.
3: So this guy, just to clarify, a robot kills his kid, right?
0: Mm hmm. That he designed.
3: That he designed. To he, kill children. He feels bad about it, but he's like a grown man. Yeah. He's not, he has not been a serial killer to this day.
0: Mm, well, to this day now, yes. He's Unlike a serial, every
3: serial other boy. serial killer, this guy. Trauma makes him a serial killer. Not that I'm suggesting the trauma doesn't drive it for others, but most serial killers are like men in their 20s and their 30s who have, like, they start killing young. Am I right, Brie? Come on, yeah, back no, me up I here. I have
4: theories about William Ampton that are just based on true crime thought, not anything to do with this game. I think he's just a child predator. That's me.
3: Right. Okay. He would have had to have been from the get go, though. Like, I
4: think there was yeah. straight up a desire for some sort of child predatory action, and then he saw the opportunity with Charlie. I don't think it had anything to do with his daughter. I think he just wanted to kill her because he is a child predator.
3: Yeah, that's what, what hurts the verisimilitude, <laughs> I mean, but for Bree's idea, is that the man is so old and suddenly becomes a child killer. Well, yeah. he's
0: not so old, but like... If you have
3: your own children, like, it's already too late. Like, you should have been a predator at this point, killing somebody. I
4: mean, that's totally fair. Unless you look at BTK.
3: That, right. the example fair enough, fair of the whole
4: enough. family. Nobody suspected him. It yeah, does but he happen. was killing
3: before the family. Yeah. You can get away with it. I'm not saying yeah. you can't get away with yeah. it. I am saying yeah, yeah, that yeah. you wouldn't just start. The lore that I've been told suggests that the man has had no urge to kill up till well, this moment. I
0: also think that, like, I, I kind of glossed over because we really don't know anything about his life before he started killing children. I think it is implied that he was a shitty person, yeah. but, like,. But he was rich and had a family. Like, so. I think
4: it's conceivable that if we're going to make up a William Afton background, that he kind of probably had some sort of he was rich, not good childhood. But because he was rich, he got away with doing a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. And his parents paid that stuff off. But this is literally um, all speculation. So this
3: all we speculation imagine that nothing. he. Well, we have to imagine that he was always sadistic, or this is oh, a yeah. very oh, yeah. bizarre exactly. changing there's no,
0: there's character. No I. I feel way. like I did make him sound very nice at the beginning, but I. He, that was also kind of the image that he put across. Yeah. I mean, he yeah. was the, the one of the founders of the like a Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Freddie Fazbear's Entertainment, dude, and like it in this world, Freddie Fazbear's is like. A household name. Mm-hmm. Like, everybody knows Freddie Fazbear. Like, everybody knows Chuck E. Cheese, pretty much. Yes, yeah, so he got away with the chil- the murder of five more children. His kill count is 12. <laughs> yep. <laughs> His KD is great. Uh, <laughs> oh my god. I'm sorry. <laughs> 12 and 0, baby. Let's go. Oh my.
2: Um, is it counting? Huh? And counting. <laughs> and
0: counting! Yeah. So... Vaz Bears is quiet for a few years, and so is William. He is at home trying to desperately recreate animatronic versions of his family so that he can have them back, but they never feel real enough or alive enough for him. Um, not like the mimic that Henry made for Charlotte all those years ago. In 1993, the original location that William killed his first five victims in is reopened with all the original animatronics. He sees this as an opportunity to go back and experiment on those animatronics. He gets another job as a security guard under the name of Mike Schmidt, which this will be a hot take for a lot of people, so hang in there with me. Just hang in there. <laughs> Please just hang in there. Don't look at me like that, Neil.
2: <laughs> I'm just looking with the blue eyed stare. <laughs>
0: He survives five nights at Freddy's before being promptly fired for messing with the animatronics and probably reeking of death himself or just never showering because he's always in his basement workshop working on more killer robots. But now he is convinced the animatronics are alive and he knows it has something to do with the bodies that he hid in them all those years ago. So I guess to um, clarify just a little bit, the animatronics like go out of their way to try and kill him. I mean, they're they're relatively violent with other people, but, like, he's even getting messages and things on the walls, like, telling him, like, it's me, like, it's me. And I, I feel like in FNAF 1, when Scott was just like, I'm just going to make this fun horror game with all of the stuff that happens on the walls and things like that, like, all the articles about dead children and things, I feel like Scott was... Implying that you are playing as the person who killed the animatronic, I mean, killed the children. And it was kind of like your own little purgatory, being stuck, being tortured by these kids that you killed. i, I That's how I interpreted it. I believe that as well. That's yeah.
7: interesting. I don't know if I've ever heard
0: that before, but that makes sense. It does. Been, and I'll get into more things of why I think that is.
2: Then then who is the golden Freddy that interrupts the phone guy in the in the, in the last night?
0: Uh, so (laughs) it gets a little complicated because, so there are five missing, five children and five main animatronics. However, his son was also killed by the Golden Freddy animatronic. So Mm. not one kid possesses the Freddy suit, the Golden Freddy suit. Who kids? The kid Cassidy that he murdered and then put in that suit. And then his own son who was literally like crushed by it. supposedly both inhabit it and so golden freddy will pop up in your office out of nowhere like he's like a limp suit because he's a spring lock suit so he like is like basically a costume and when you when he's in there he says over and over and over again it's me it's me it's me i feel like that's his son trying to be like dad it's me i agree that's how Mm -hmm. i see it and Mm -hmm. interpret it there's i'll get into why that might be more of a hot take at the end of this (laughs) Freddy's, Freddy Fazbear's Pizzeria shuts down again, only after being open for a year, but this time not because more children were murdered, but because no one wants to go to a place that is now so associated with children being murdered. Once the restaurant is closed down for good, William sneaks back into the restaurant and begins to dismantle the original animatronics. He takes their endoskeletons back to his workshop and melts them down to create completely new animatronics. As he's doing this, he learns of a substance called remnant, which is essentially... Soul juice. (laughs) So these children's souls had become intertwined in the metal, causing the animatronic to become possessed. And now that William had melted them down and combined all the metal together, whatever animatronic he makes doesn't just want to murder him. It acts like a wounded animal lashing out at anyone and anything. So he combined all of these children together, and now they are both incomplete and mixed in with one another and all horribly in pain. But despite it not being able to be controlled, it brings the metal to life. And William wants more of this. If he could find a way to control it, he could rebuild his family. So he goes back to Freddy's one last time. I guess trying to find more possessed metal. Um, But this time, the ghosts of the children that he murdered are there waiting for him. He, of course, is horrified and in his panicked state, decides to try and calm the children down by jumping into his favorite yellow Bonnie spring costume and tricking them into thinking that he is a friend once again. However, with the building being left to rot, the locks in the springlock suit are not as strong as they once were. So once William is inside, the spring locks fail and he is skewered inside of the animatronic costume and slowly bleeds out inside of it. Henry gets a call from a security guard saying that it seemed like there was a break-in in the old pizzeria, so Henry goes to see what was taken and sees William, his old friend lying in a pool of his own blood, trapped inside of the animatronic suit that they built together all those years ago. He now knows for sure that it was William who murdered his daughter and all those poor other children. He then orders the room that William is inside of to be walled up and never opened, and he leaves him there the rot and to be forgotten. A fitting end to his story, Henry thought. Cut to a few years later, and Michael Afton is all grown up, and although he wasn't anywhere close to his father, he did notice him going missing, and he did try to find him. His search led him to his father's workshop, where he would spend so many hours locked away. Michael learns of a secret underground workshop where he finds the Funtime animatronics, his father's experiments with Remnant, and what appears to be his younger sister possessing the lead animatronic, Baby. Throughout the week, Michael returns to try and help put his sister back together, but he learns that she and her fellow animatronics had their own plan. They trick Michael into entering the scooping room. So, the scooping room. Uh, this room is used to scoop the endoskeletons out of the animatronics so that they can be melted down and made, in- made into new animatronics again when they act too wildly. But with Michael in the room, Baby reveals her final plans to him.
5: I've been out here before. But they always put me back. They always put us back inside. There is nowhere for us to hide here. There is nowhere to go when we look like this. But if we look like you, then we could hide. If we looked like you, then we would have somewhere to go. The scooper only hurts for a moment.
0: So I guess just to clarify here too, it's basically just like a giant... Almost looks like an ice cream scooper on a giant robotic arm.
7: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Like, that's basically what the scooper looks like. Don't ask me how the science of this works, because I can't tell you. But Michael, I believe at least, has his skeleton removed from his body by the scooper. And the conglomeration of Baby, Ballora, Funtime Freddy, and Funtime Foxy, which is now calling itself Ennard, climbs inside of Michael's skin and uses it as a disguise out in the real world. And they use his body for a while until it starts to literally rot and turn purple. So uh, once they deem that it is no longer usable, they leave the body and retreat to the sewers. Unfortunately for Michael, this did not kill him. So when he was hit with the scooper, it injected him with some remnant. So he is now a rotten corpse that cannot die.
3: <laughs> Rob's, Rob's
4: face is so good. right now. It no. checks out for me, Savannah. <laughs> no, no. It makes well, sense. Complete
0: sense.
2: <laughs> it just happens sometimes. <laughs>
0: meant... I, I, I hate it when I become a rotten corpse that cannot die. Oh, man. Damn it.
3: That's the second time this week.
0: <laughs> what a life.
3: But, but they were all in his one skin suit?
0: Yes. Yeah, so basically they... I don't know how they did this either, but all of the animatronics, like, shed most of themselves, like, their shells and stuff, and became one giant mass of wires that was basically human-sized.
3: Like Power Rangers? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So,
2: wait, how many souls are in his body again, please?
0: (laughs) Well, now it's, like, ten different souls. Okay, so so two in the head,
2: two in the arms.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Well, maybe not. I don't know. I don't know where the other... Maybe it's just the five souls. But all the five of the souls are now, like, mixed up and combined. Like, Michael probably has, like, maybe part of two of the kid's souls in his body. And that's keeping him alive at the moment or whatever. So, um, yeah, it's fucked up. Yeah, the scene for that,
7: like, it's like an (laughs) 8-bit video game. And you just see, like, uh, Michael just, like... Purple, like, he just slowly starts changing colors. Like, yeah. he looks normal, and then all of a sudden he starts to get worse and worse. People are, like, <laughs>
0: staying away from yeah. him. Like, oh, something's wrong. It's a wrong. pretty Walking funny scene. No, yeah. no, remind
2: me. This is the purple guy scene from FNAF 2?
0: No, this is um from Sister Location. Yes. If you okay. do, like, the special challenges, you get these cutscenes after every challenge you yes, do Yes, I believe so. And so that's another thing that's funny um because like so the for the for a long long time FNAF fans knew the serial killer that killed the children as the purple guy because he was always portrayed as a purple sprite in 8-bit we didn't know his name was William Afton until Scott released books telling us that he was his name is William Afton and um so it was kind of funny that like we had the purple guy and we knew the purple guy was the villain. And then we watched this guy that we know we play as in sister location, turn into a literal purple guy. So, Two different, two different <laughs> eyes. Yes, But one <laughs> is the son of the original right. serial killer purple guy who is just purple in spirit. <laughs> and then the he other is purple is in li- spirit. Literally purple because <laughs> he's, he's rotting. Yeah, <laughs> And the the cutscene's pretty funny because it's playing this like super upbeat, happy, like 8-bit music. And he's like walking down the street and all his neighbors are waving at him. And then as the week progresses and he slowly gets like more and more purple, they start to like hide from him and stuff. As the happy 8-bit music is playing. Father. It's me, Michael. Something is wrong with me. I should be dead, but I'm not. I've been living in shadows. There is only one thing left for me to do now. I'm going to come find you. I'm going to come find you. Unable to live in society, and now knowing of all the terrible things his father has done, he sets out to find him and fix the horrors that his father had created. His search for his father and old Fazbear animatronics to destroy leads him to a job for a new horror attraction opening up named Fazbear Frights. They boast about having authentic antiques from the old pizzerias to help make the horror even more real. This is the perfect place for Michael to try and learn more information. He is hired on as a security guard and he gets a phone call from his boss and hears exactly what he has been looking for all this time.
6: Uh, But I have an even better surprise for you, and you're not going to believe this. We found one. A real one. Oh, uh, oh, oh, gotta go, man. Well, uh, look, it's, it's in there somewhere. I'm sure you'll see it.
0: It is his father, or what remains of his father. The yellow Bonnie animatronic is rotted and old, and if you look closely, you can see bits of body parts falling out of it. It is a horrifying sight, but what makes it even worse is that it is alive and moving, and it's hunting him. Michael prevents his father from killing him and then burns down the animat, uh, the- not the animatronic, well kind of, <laughs> he burns down the attraction, hoping that it will put an end to his father and hopefully give the spirits who have been trapped all this time some peace. However, William Afton, who is now Springtrap, is not that easy to kill.
1: I always come back!
0: Even with believing his father is dead, the work is not done. Ennard is still running around out on the loose. And, of course, Michael himself carries some remnant inside of him. The souls cannot fully be at peace until all the remnant has been destroyed. He finds another job posting for a job in the Fazbear Cooperation.
7: (laughs) uh, I have a question, though.
0: Uh, How does he get these jobs if he's, like, a rotting corpse? It seems like everybody is just doing hiring over the phone at Fazbear Entertainment. Oh, <laughs> no, I mean, it, that's, that's, maybe
2: it's an Indeed kind of deal. Like, <laughs>
0: it's not an in-person interview. Maybe they
7: know it's so bad. Like, the job is so bad. They're like, I don't I care. Think, I, I definitely think that's, think that's of part of it. Yeah.
0: is like, because the there are a lot of jokes in the game talking about like, yeah, you signed up for the shittiest minimum wage yeah. job there is. <laughs> I thought
7: Congrats. I would ask for people because I know that people are going to be like, wait,
0: why, why would they hire him? <laughs> because he's like a purple dying corpse looking guy how is he able to walk around without his skeleton after ennard leaves i don't know oh <laughs> you know oh, what i
7: mean ennard, oh right ennard left like, cause oh man
0: I don't as know. far as i because i keep going back and forth on what the scooper means and i'm pretty sure it means that it scoops out his skeleton so how is he able to walk yeah. around if he has no
4: skeleton? i think it scoops everything out <laughs> i think you're just flesh and muscle
2: <laughs> there's no bones
0: there's no, no bones. i got no bones
2: yeah. That's such a precise. That remnant's
4: machine. keeping him uh, upright.
0: I don't know. <laughs> he finds another job posting for a job in the Fazbear Corporation, but this one is different. You get to open up your own pizzeria. When he arrives, he sees that the building has a series of empty rooms and a contract stating that any animatronic that finds its way to the back alley behind the pizzeria must be brought inside and locked inside one of those rooms. So every day for a week, Michael checks out in the alleyway and finds a new animatronic waiting for him. Some he recognizes, one being his own father who somehow survived the fire at Fazbear Frights.
1: What a deceptive calling. I knew it was a lie moment I heard it. Obviously. But it is intriguing nonetheless.
0: Michael isn't sure what he means by that, but he does what his contract states. He takes him and locks him in the room and seals the door behind him. He then finds his sister Elizabeth in the scra- uh, in the form of Scrap Baby, a new... <laughs> which is a whole other convoluted thing that is just never really talked about in the game, so apparently, like, Baby took control and was like, I'm the control of Ennard. And then Ballora, (laughs) Funtime Foxy, and Funtime Freddy get pissed off at her and they kick her out. So so they literally, like, vote her out. She gets voted
2: off the island. (laughs) Out of the metal
0: conglomeration. You're
2: not voted out of the flesh. You're being voted out of the suit.
0: Well, they are like a conglomeration of wires. Mm -hmm. So they kick her portion of the wires out of the wires and she gathers trash to build herself again so she becomes scrap baby and then instead of being entered anymore the new conglomeration of animatronic calls itself molten freddy because it's like looks like it's all melted and they decided to start using freddy's face again oh and then there's a new bear animatronic that is being called lefty who <laughs> lefty is very scary looking yeah he's like all black and white and like if you twitchy. put him <laughs> in your restaurant and he like is twitchy and he's like bub, 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 like he looks like pac-man <laughs> like he's like yeah. biting down so quickly and stuff at the end of the week his employer reveals why michael has been gathering all of these animatronics and locking them in these strange rooms
1: you all have been caught here into a labyrinth of sounds and smells Misdirection and misfortune, a labyrinth with no exit, a maze with no prize. You don't even realize that you're trapped. Your lust of blood has driven you in endless circles. This is where your story ends.
0: It is Henry. He has found a solution to freeing the poor souls and making sure his old business partner's reign of terror will finally be over. The building slowly begins to get hotter until the individual chambers begin to burst into flames.
1: This place will not be remembered. And the memory of everything that started this can finally begin to fade away, as the agony of every tragedy should. And to you monsters trapped in the corridors, be still and give up your spirits. They don't belong to you. For most of you, I believe there is peace and perhaps warm waiting for you after the smoke clears. Although for one of you, the darkest pits of hell has opened to swallow you whole. So, don't keep the devil waiting, old friend
0: so basically the when he says a labyrinth with no exit, a maze with no prize, the animatronics were able to go into different rooms, but they were not able to leave this like rectangular area that Henry made for them, and at night, part of your duties was putting sounds in the squares like the boxes the chambers that they were locked in to try and just keep them constantly being like oh kids are this way i'm gonna go kill these kids that are over here to keep them busy i guess <laughs> while you were waiting for all the other animatronics to what show a, up. what a way
4: to pass the time yeah, right? I just... <laughs> uh
0: so yeah so the building starts to burst in the flames and uh henry says his badass line about uh for one of you the darkest pit of hell is open to swallow you whole so don't keep the devil waiting old friend henry reveals that he had planned a way out for michael but realizes that michael is exactly where he wants and needs to be he says he will also remain nearby and so the building burns down destroying all of the remnant monster animatronics and the man who started it all william afton and that is where the story of fnaf ends just kidding there is a whole stupid amount of the story left, but that is New Age FNAF. And New Age FNAF, talking about it with Old Age FNAF, just confuses everything. It makes so no sense. So there's going to yeah. have to be another goddamn episode about Five Nights at <laughs> I'm sorry, Rob. He's you like crying in the corner. Yeah. <laughs> you
2: thought you were done.
0: But there's also a new game getting ready to come out, Help 1 and 2, and I didn't want to talk about it until that comes out, because that's going to have a shit ton of lore implications. Ugh. But, anyway.
7: <laughs> Rob, he always comes back, therefore yes. we must always come back to this. He always comes back. Just
4: when you
0: think when you're after. done,
4: you get pulled back in.
0: We're never done. <laughs> no.
3: I mean, that's tropey, yeah. Um, okay, alright. So it's just like occult metal.
4: Yeah. Yeah. No, it's really. Yeah, a, it really that's is. That's the synopsis. Rob occult-y. just summarized this whole thing. Yeah, with two words.
3: Magical metal.
4: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, Remnant. Magical metal.
0: You can say
3: all the words you want. It's just magical metal.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I do want to say, am I 100 percent correct? Definitely not. But um, I. The thing is that my biggest hot take is, I believe, the placement of where Elizabeth dies, his his yeah. daughter, William Afton's daughter. So the story makes so much more sense if Elizabeth is the first child to die. And I feel like a lot of people have that sentiment. However, people say that he has no motivation to make the killer robots until he kills... Charlie, because he's like, he doesn't know that animatronics can be possessed until he kills a kid. But... Then in this new one of these newest books, we've learned that like it it isn't just souls that like animate metal, it's emotions. And I was reading, I swear to God, like part of the reason why this episode had to come out like two months after the first episode is because I've been doing so much research on five nights at Freddy's that like, I couldn't look, I couldn't hear the word Freddy without wanting to throw up. <laughs> like, mm. I was, like, yeah. I was like, I have to take a break from thinking about this. And I read through, like, cover to cover, like, the FNAF Ultimate Guide. I read the fucking, like, um, character encyclopedia. Like, I... <laughs>
4: Stupid character I- <laughs> encyclopedia. That nightmare of a book.
0: Uh, yes, and it's thick. Yeah. It's a thick book. She's and thick. It- <laughs> and it doesn't tell you anything. No. <laughs> it was the waste, biggest waste of my goddamn time. But anyway, um- <laughs> so I believe it in... In the guidebook, it talks about the Fazbear Fright series, which is where we've learned a lot of the lore that I've used to kind of like speculate how William started to murder children, what his motivations were. And in those stories, there's a reoccurring story called The Stitch Wraith, which isn't important really. But in that story, there are two scientists in that story that learn about Remnant and experiment with remnant and not just remnant but like emotional attachments to metal and I and this the guidebook went out of its way to be like there are two scientists working on this thing and that got my brain going and I'm like well what if that is the motivation what if because then we learned that the mimic is a thing because for the longest time that just wasn't a thing but it it appeared in the newest game So now everybody's trying to figure like, where did this, where does this extra animatronic fit in? And honestly, I would have left it alone, except that I think it gives them the motivation to start Henry to make more toys, but William to start murdering children. So I think what happens is that they, they see Charlotte play with this thing. It seems to be more alive than any animatronics they've ever made because of the kid putting its like energy into it and william is like i want to see more of that i want to see how that works with stronger emotions
4: and if you assume he has a really bad background is just not a good person it checks out that he would go down the other rabbit hole of
0: it yes and it makes so much more sense to that elizabeth is the first one why does it make sense that elizabeth is the we've first one to gone die? over this so we many have, times but now that my brain I'm has literally gone blank yes I oh, think it's because that. why would
4: he kill... I feel like his daughter dying because of the consequences of his actions, I think is what we were saying, would yes. be the driving factor for him being like, well, fuck Charlie. Yes. She should die too. Why does he get to have his daughter and oh, I don't? Yeah, and
0: why... That's right. And why he would be keeping his children away from the animatronics. Exactly. That was it. That was that it. Was it. Yes. Because in FNAF 4, which we know takes place in 83, in 1983... Yep there are only two kids there's you only ever see two kids you see an empty little girl room but you don't see a mom you don't see elizabeth ever and william is very adamant about keeping his sons away from it so why would he want to keep his sons away from the animatronics so bad if he didn't already lose probably his favorite child to one of the animatronics
7: yeah and also like i remember us talking about how like The burial or the grave in the backyard. Mm -hmm. Like, what else would that be? Because, like, he doesn't do that for any of the other kids. Yeah,
0: that might be another really, really big hot take. So there is a mini game in Pizzeria Simulator, FNAF 6, where... We all assume that we're playing as William Afton, and it says at, when you start that game, later that night. So I believe it's the night that he killed Charlie. He's drunk, he kills Charlie, and then he's driving home because that's how the game starts. Is like you're flying through traffic trying to get home. And when you get home, if you go a certain way, you can take like, a secret path into these woods where there is a grave. And a lot of people were like, no, it's an animatronic that buried itself out there because that's something that happens in the book series. But no, the ultimate custom, the, the ultimate guide <laughs> calls it a grave. It is a grave. I just, it wouldn't make sense
4: because why would he go visit that when he's just done a horrible thing, presumably, and like drunk? Like right. you go to visit your child that died from the mistakes that you made. He's not shown remorse for anything anybody else the only thing he ever tried to hide were the bodies of the first incident and that's just because he wanted to see what would happen it wasn't because he was felt remorseful or he wanted to actually hide them it was like he was like let's see how this works Mm -hmm. he would bury his own child yes he wouldn't bury anybody else
0: so i yes i totally agree with that because he didn't because he kills five more children and he just left them out in the back room he's never
4: once tried to hide (laughs) any of the other bodies like legitimately or shown remorse for any of them
0: so for the longest time and i was on board with this for the longest time until literally like we were recording fnaf part one and that night before recording it i was lying (laughs) down in bed and i had that I, like, literally was about to fall asleep, and then my eye shot open, and I was like, that doesn't make sense.
4: And immediately text me at, like, 3 in the morning. <laughs>
0: yes. And I,
4: like...
3: That's exclusively when Savannah does her texting. Oh, thing. I know. Yeah.
4: Oh, I know. Because I wake up
0: to it at 6, and I'm like, ah, 3 hours ago. Great. <laughs> I get my best thinking done at 3 o'clock in the morning, honestly. <laughs> I feel like most people get a text about some random thing that I thought about.
4: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> at the no, end of the yeah. the
0: morning it'll be like nine
4: texts too at least for me it's like a train of just your thought just going
0: well it depends on how big the train is but that's yes. true with <laughs> this one it
4: was like I think eight paragraphs because of... I
0: solved it I was yeah. like I fucking solved yeah. FNAF dude so <laughs> um Mike Schmidt who you play as in FNAF 1 for the longest time we all thought that Mike Schmidt was an alias for Michael Afton um we thought that Mike started getting jobs at the other pizzerias to burn them down to try and find his dad and to, like, help free all the souls that were trapped. And the you get fired for tampering with the animatronics, which would line up with Mike trying to, like, destroy the animatronics. And you get fired for foul odor, which would make sense if you were literally a rotting corpse. So everybody was like, oh, and then it's also the same name, so they have to be related to one another. But it cannot be... Mike, it cannot be him. I will die on this hill. It is not Michael Afton that you play as in that game. And it cannot be him because Michael Afton doesn't learn about the horrible things that his dad does until his dad goes missing. And his dad doesn't go missing until the original animatronics are destroyed. And who do you fight against in the first game? The original animatronics. Yep. And you literally watch William as himself destroy... The original animatronics, and then get spring trapped, and Michael can't find sister location and get scooped until Mike, uh, William, gets spring trapped. Yep. <laughs> so it's that impossible. Didn't sound like gibberish to you?
2: <laughs> were you doing like the hands thing, the eyes like Charlie? <laughs>
0: that's <laughs> what.
4: No, we am. literally the <laughs> next day. Like we, I showed up here and I was like, all right, Savannah, we're writing this out. or who who are, who are we? Who are
0: we? Happy <laughs> Sylvia. Happy <Pepe> Sylvia. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yes, so I, I it, it, Mike Mike Schmitt could just be some random dude, and I'm totally fine with that. But I feel like it has to be if he's William.
4: if he's tampering with the animatronics, it has to be William. Yes, I feel like I don't know what and weirdo all- would do that. I guess there's somebody in the world who reeks and would do that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> reeks, and also just,
3: oh, the the only weirdness for me is that the other security guard clearly is also under attack so the purgatory scenario I like it feels nice Mm -hmm. but why are there other random people in this same purgatory so
0: I don't think that's canon like that the purgatory thing I'm thinking that when Scott first made the game
3: he was thinking in those terms I think he was but still like they have a motivation to attack their creator but not to attack the other random guard yeah.
4: No, that's for sure. I think that stemmed from the idea that especially when they talked about the facial recognition stuff later on, it's kind of stemming from the fact that he came he did what he did as a security guard or as some sort of security figure.
0: And that's why the animatronics attacks all security guards. They
4: correlate it.
0: Yeah, they're like the security guards are the ones that kill people here.
3: Yeah, I can get with that.
4: And then also I think I feel like I remember there's a mention of when we for sure know we're playing as Michael when it's kind of like they bring up the fact that like you look familiar.
0: Yes. Yeah, they uh there's so many different things I can't even remember where, but Michael, apparently, him and his dad are like spitting images Like of they one look another. exactly like each other. So it's another reason why Michael would get attacked by animatronics, mm-hmm. which is a score towards him being the protagonist of FNAF 1. But he cannot be the protagonist no. of FNAF 1. It is not possible because the animatronics are al- alive. They're functioning. They are ready to kill.
4: <laughs> I will die on this hill with you, Savannah. Yes. No, I'm fully with so, you. I completely yeah. agree.
0: <laughs> I'm ready. I agree as well. So, just to help for FNAF fans to put it out a little bit more plainly, I believe the chronological order of the games goes: FNAF Four, FNAF Two, FNAF One, Sister Location, FNAF Three, Pizzeria Simulator, and then Ultimate Custom Night.
4: Yes, yes,
0: I agree. agreed. <laughs> Any closing thoughts?
2: <laughs> I do agree.
7: Good, great job, Have Savannah. I that you? Yeah, no, I, I mean, I. We talked about this a bit, but hearing it all together, I think that's pretty brilliant.
0: And I feel like, because I definitely skipped over some details, but like overall, I think that that is the main idea of the story. It's sort of like a story about William and Henry, and then it shifts into a story about Michael trying to like right the wrongs, the sins of his father or whatever. Because
4: that's tagged and plugged so many times and everything related to fnaf is him correcting the sins of his father i'm pretty sure it's straight up like said
0: yeah i mean there's not much <laughs> else you can do when you're literally a rotting corpse and your whole family is dead because <laughs> your of your whole father family is dead. and you did cause the death of your brother
4: right but because of your father yeah if your dad <laughs> wasn't such a dick it wouldn't have happened just saying what just do you saying? think
0: rob
3: magic metal
0: yeah yeah <laughs> Thank you for riding along with us. Please watch your step as you exit, and remember to take all personal belongings with you. How
1: long was that?